on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, does a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today we have Q and AF This is where DJ What's up, dude? What's going on? Ask me questions, and I give you the answers. All right? A lot of them have to do with business, 75 hard. What the fuck is going on in the world? You know, all the good shit. Here's the deal, though. We do have a fee on the show. We've been able to build one of the biggest entrepreneur shows, success shows, comedy shows, thank you very much, in the world. And we do it through word of mouth. We don't run ads. I don't buy my fucking fake magazine covers or fake fucking <laughs> Forbes lists or fake fucking awards or any of this shit. I don't do none of that shit. Okay. It's real simple. Value exchange. If we do good, you talk about the show. It's real simple. That's all we ask. Yeah. All right. So do that for us. If you like the show, if you don't like the show, tell us to fuck off. That's cool too. All right. Now to the main meat of the show. Well, you think that's funny? The main Are you meat. the main meat? No, I was. I I just had hot sauce in my. I just popped up in my fucking man. That's yeah. You know, that's, that's a little weird. That's a little weird. <laughs> All right, what we got today, bro? We got three questions, man. And guys, as always, you can email your questions into askandy at andyforsella Keep them coming. Uh, we yeah, and them. ask good questions because I don't answer the stupid ones. I won't even see the stupid yeah. Ones. Like so, when you when you message in and you ask like stupid shit. We, we need to do an episode it. of that where we just answer answer stupid shit. Yeah, just so people can fucking hear themselves. That's good, what it is, bro. Bro, that'd be a good show. Q and Q and AF stupid shit edition. <laughs> stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mark that shit down in your calendar. Oh, right? It's coming fuck. out. All right, so let's get into this, man. We got three questions for you. First one, Andy, how do you fire people? Okay, and it, has it changed from you know the twenty three years ago to what it is now? How do you go about firing people? Well, look, man, that's probably one of the hardest things about being in business. No, nobody likes firing people. Yeah. It's not a fun thing. Yeah. I cried the first time I had to fire a dude. No shit. Yeah, I fucking felt horrible, dude. Yeah. Like, because he was a good dude, like a really good dude. He just couldn't do the job. Mm. Um, and then, you know, he went out and found a way and he became super successful in his own, in his own little world, you mm. know, and that made me feel better. But like, bro, firing people sucks. Yeah. Like, it's not fun. Like, people who think that's what that's fun, that's not fun. Um, you know, first off, I try to give people multiple chances. You know, I, I, I look at their mistakes and sometimes their inability to perform as an opportunity to get better. And it really uh, takes a lot for me to fire people. Usually for me to fire people, they have to do something unethical. Uh, otherwise, I really try hard to find them uh, a role inside of our company because we have all different kinds of roles yeah. uh, that fit. And I think that as business owners and CEOs and, and, and managers, people who have to hire and fire, I think the best way to look at your company is to figure out, and people don't do this, like just because a guy is not good at sales doesn't mean he won't be great at servicing a customer or he won't be great at helping logistically with things. Yeah. Different people have different skill sets. And your job as a CEO is not to crank out people who are a, a cookie cutter person. Your job is actually to cultivate someone's natural skills 
and help them figure out a place where they can perform, all right, for the betterment of the organization. So, you know, you have to have, there's some nuance there is what I'm saying, right? Yeah. And, and so, you know, you have to be patient. You have to realize that when people make mistakes, there's two ways to look at it. One, you could look at it and say, hey, this person cost me $12,000. But the real CEOs are going to look at it and say, okay, that person cost me 12 grand, but okay, will they do that? Will they do that again? And if the right. answer is no, then you have to eat that and invest that into a, a cost of education, right? So the best way to do that is take their mistake, show everybody the mistake, and then so everybody learns not to do that, right? <laughs> right. And that's how you make it work financially. But uh, mainly, you know, when you have to actually go fire someone um, after you try to do all those things in good faith, and let's just say it's just not working, right? Or they did something unethical, like they got caught stealing, right? Or they caught got caught, you know, doing something that was totally against company culture, right? Right. Um, and that happens too, man. And, and, you know, the way to fire someone, in my opinion, uh, under scenarios where they didn't do something unethical, because that's, that's really easy to fire people. Like you, you fucking come, hey, you're bring a piece in, of shit. you show them the proof <laughs> and you say, what the fuck? Right. And, and then they say, blah, 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 blah. And you say, well, you can't work here anymore. Yeah. And then they fucking leave, you know, right. and that's how it goes. Um, in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, but it, let's just say they're a good person, right? Because that's where the really hard firings come in. Look, dude, uh, usually those people know they're going to get fired. That's what mm -hmm. I found. They know that they're not performing. They know that. And usually, bro, what you find out is that they're not happy. Um, they're not happy for whatever reason. And so usually the conversation goes something like this. Like, hey, bro, like, uh, you know. I, we've worked through all these things. We've had these talks many times. What, what do you think? And, and so I like to toss it to them and get what they think, right? Mm -hmm. And they'll say, well, this and this and this. And I'll say, well, don't you think like it might be a good idea for you to find a place where you're going to be happy and be, because it seems like you're not. And usually what you find out is they don't want to fucking be there anyway. So once you make it okay for them to leave, and it's kind of almost like a mutual thing. And that usually happens. Uh, you know, and, and, and they go their own way and you support them and, and, and whatever they do, you yeah. know, I, as long that's how I operate, you yeah. know, like I have a lot of people that have not worked out here that I'm still really good friends with. And it just so happened to be that they wanted to do something else. And that, yeah. that's okay. That's cool. And that's why their performance was suffering here. Some people are incompetent. Some people just can't do the fucking job. And so, you know, you have to like, work with those people, but some people just aren't going to get it. Yeah. But having a mutual conversation about the reality of the scenario shouldn't be something that someone who is in charge of a business uh, should be afraid of. Because mm -hmm. here's the thing, and this is what got me okay with firing people. If you don't fire people, first of all, understand this. You're in, the entire rest of your team knows who should be fired and who shouldn't. Mm. They all fucking know. Yeah. And if you don't fire people, guess what they think about you? They think you're weak. They trust you less. They, they invest less in the company, not monetarily, emotionally, and mentally, because they don't trust you to make the hard calls when the hard calls come. So when you, if you like don't fire the people that you know should be fired, just understand that every day you don't, you're losing respect to your company. Mm. So that, that's where I got, when I understood that, yeah. that's when I started getting real fucking comfortable. Like, hey, look, bro, you got to go. That's you're fucking it. up the team. That's it. <laughs> No, and you're holding the team back. Yeah. So yeah. I have a responsibility as a CEO to make it the best fucking 
most powerful machine move forward as possible. If I have someone that's holding the company back, it's not just affecting me, it's affecting all of these other people. Right. And that's where you have to like really understand that this is a responsibility for you to do because you're also responsible for these other people. And when you start thinking about it like that, it becomes a it's much easy. easier decision to yeah. make. Yeah. So it's a sucky situation. It's easily the worst part about being a business if, you, if you're not a dick, yeah. right? Um, and then after they leave, you know, I, as long as they're a good dude or, or a good, good girl, like, you know, and they're a good person, um, I'll do everything I can to fucking help them along and find a place where they fit. I just think that's the ethical thing to do, yeah. you know, but if they, if they, if they cheat or if they lie or they try to start a mutiny or they try to fucking fuck with you, um, that fucking hammer swings both ways. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, McDonald's won't hire you, bro. <laughs> Like you won't be able to go nowhere. Well, you know, people, you know, I mean, it's reality of life. Yeah. And it's, it's just part of being a business. Yeah. I just put a post up today, man. You know, if you're going to do something that's out of uh, normal, if you're going to build something great, if you're going to try to be great, if you're going to try to be more than what everybody else is and where everybody else is just waiting to die and rotten, uh, you're going to be the bad character in someone's fucking story, bro. Yeah. And that's not yeah. your responsibility to carry. It's just what it is, yeah. you know? So you have to understand, like, sometimes, and, and dude, I've had plenty of people, too, that, uh, you know, we had disagreements, and then later on, we, we became friends, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it, it, look, to be an effective leader and not fucking truly hate people, you've got to have a big heart and be able to forgive people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't hold any animosity towards any of the people that ever came here. I actually value them for the time that they that they came and served and helped and at that time they were valuable i value that and i choose to think about those things whether they're like more than like if shit went bad yeah, yeah. you know what i mean yeah, yeah. well so, and the fact that you're on that fucking resume you know the next business the next company's gonna see that oh fuck you worked at first one yeah it's a big deal yeah yeah, yeah it's getting that way you know 100 percent. yeah but you know listen to everybody out there that has to go through that scenario, you know, you see that shit on Donald Trump's show where he's like, you're fired. That ain't real, man. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, that ain't yeah. real shit, dude. Like, <laughs> that might be, you know, some of you guys out there running companies, you think, oh, that's the way it should be and you're a badass CEO. No, you're a fucking asshole. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, bro, people deserve respect. And not everybody can get in line with the exact thing that you're trying to do. And I believe in karma. I believe in good intention. And if you truly believe in that, you shouldn't be trying to fucking fuck with people. You should be trying to help them find their way. Yeah. That's my opinion. That's real. All right. Question number two. Can you talk about mergers and buyouts and what's the pros and cons of, of, of those things? Well, I actually don't know a whole lot about that um, because I've never really done it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I took over a failing business one time, but it wasn't uh, this big corporate deal. It was a small business. Yeah. So I don't really know a whole lot about that. There are a lot of guys that know more, more than me. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't really look into it because I'm not interested in selling or merging, mm. you know? Now, I could see strategic partnerships with companies. I mean, we do have some strategic relationships. Obviously, you have to have those. But, uh, you know, I'm probably the wrong guy to get to, to answer that question, to be completely honest. Yeah. Um, I don't have any interest in selling. I don't have any interest in merging. Um, but strategic partnerships is something I can talk about. You know, I think it's super important that you, that you create good, positive relationships, uh, with people in your own industry. Um, 
because do you never know when you're going to need their help yep. and you never know when you're going to need to work together. You never know. And like, to be honest, dude, like most of the people that I'm in comp- competition with in business, like I talk a lot of shit about wanting to crush everybody and fucking kill them and this and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, that's true. But I also don't want them to fucking fail because right. these are my guys. I, I care about these guys. Yeah. You know, so it's this weird internal dynamic where it's competitive, but it's also like, all right, you know, I'll help you. We'll work together. We respect each other. We, we could be friendly and, and even good friends. You Would know? you say that's a mature level? Like that's a mature thing that happens once that company is a lot older. Well, remember, I think, you know, there's that 20, like we talked about with Ed Milet when he was on the show. Yeah. You know, there's that five-year business owner or 10-year business owner. You yeah. know, I think when you're in the five-year club, you're still in the, in the kill mode where you think you got to ruin everybody, you know, and that doesn't really work. You can't yeah. do that. There's too many, there's enough business for everybody to out there to survive. So you can't really do that. Uh, nor is it good karma to do that, I learned, because every year that I operated that way where I felt that way, we never grew. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that has to do with intent. Yeah. I think, when, and now my, my, my viewpoint, because I'm such a competitive fucking dude, I think my viewpoint now um, has evolved to where like, when I see people do really good shit, uh, I still get a twinge of like, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But, but that stops within like 10 seconds and then I correct myself and I'm like, you know what? That's fucking great Yeah. because here's why it's great. It's great because this, 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 and guess what? If they did that, I can do that or I could do it better. And I believe in myself that way yeah. and I believe in our team that way yep. and I believe in every single company that I'm a part of in that way. So I don't really don't think like, and this is not cockiness. This is just truth. I really don't think anybody out there can beat me. Okay, I could beat myself by not coming to work and not staying aggressive and starting to kick my feet up. And a lot of people think that <laughs> what's funny is a lot of our competitors think that they think, yeah. oh, Andy's just fucking balled out like He's he doesn't chilling. give a fuck. You guys have no idea, bro. Like you wish that's the way it was. Um, I haven't even fucking started yet, by the way. But, uh, you know, those those relationships are good because here's the thing, dude. Um you're going to go through phases in your company. You're going to go through phases where you're the underdog. Uh, you're probably going to go through phases where you're in the growth period. And you're going to go through phases where, uh, you know, if you pay attention and keep working, where you're going to be near the top as yeah. long as you stick it out. Like you guys out there who are in year one, year two, year three, you could be at the top if you just stick with it. Mm. That's, the, that's the thing no one really gets. Like, because eventually all these other people you're competing with, shit happens to them. Like, mm their priorities change or they go through some sort of midlife change or they, somebody buys them or something happens or this or that. And, and so if you're competing, let's say with a hundred people in the first three years, by the time you get to level the 20th year, uh, you know, there's only fucking five left. Right. You know what I'm saying? So really it is a game of survival and perseverance and fortitude and grit and toughness, which by the way, I talk an awful lot about, all right? And there's a reason for that. Um, so, you know, I think having a, uh, you know, good strategic partnerships, I think it's good to root for people. Um, I think it's okay to be competitive with people and still, I think you can still root for them. Those two things can coexist in my brain, yeah. at least for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can look at someone and be like, I'm gonna fucking beat you, but I still love them. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and- uh, I want you to. I and want, I'm still going to celebrate when they win. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing. And so I think it's 
Bro, I think it is a maturity thing. You know, um, I'm definitely not a mature human. Like I'm still 12 years old. <laughs> but when it comes to those things in business, you know, that's just becoming more confident in your own abilities and your team's abilities and what you know. Because, dude, fuck, man. Like Chris and I talk about this all the time. You know, I see people in business, not just nutrition or, or apparel or anything like that, just in business. And, you know, they're making mistakes that are honestly just rookie mistakes. And him and I always say, man, we forget how much we know. And like, dude, I do forget how much I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I'm so thankful that it's been so fucking hard and so competitive because when you're gifted like funds or a business, you don't get to learn all these lessons. You don't get to like fight in the mud and yeah. in the dirt and claw and rip and learn all these like little gritty techniques to win in business. Yep. And so, you know, that's why someone like me, I'm always going to beat someone who's a second generation or someone who, um, you know, comes in the game with some financing or someone who hit a home run on, on their first day, first at bat. And now they're, they're trying to ride that success Bro, I'm going to eat those motherfuckers for lunch <laughs> because I never got anything easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And so if things aren't going easy for you right now and things seem like a constant struggle and it's like you're always fucking fighting and you're always clawing, um, that's a really good thing because those skills that you develop from that process make you unbeatable as long as you stay in the game. Mm. So the longer you get, the belt more skills you have. You know, and what's cool is too, once you get to that level where you're like, let's say at that point, you know all the other 20-year guys and they got all skills too. Mm -hmm. And I'll call them up and say, hey, what do you think about this? And they'll say, well, what do you think? And I'll say, well, I think this. And they'll say, well, we did this one time. And now all of a sudden I got the tools of the five other guys who were also not quitters, who are yeah. also great. Tell, you know, we're all collaborating against the fucking- Everybody else. Yeah. And yep. so like your goal is to get good enough to get into that level. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, it's definitely different. It definitely evolves. Um, I definitely want to stomp fucking faces everywhere I go, but I also want to lift people up as weird as that fucking sounds. So, like, no, no, bro, you can, you can run the race, but you're just going to have second place. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. it. That's it. And you know what? If, if you have a podium, if you happen to get first place, you can fucking bet the next time we race, you ain't fucking winning. No shit. And so, like, that's, it's kind of like having a brother that's pretty good as shit. Like, yeah. You want him to be good, but you also want to beat his ass. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, that's how it's, it, that's how, but like when you're small, it's healthy competition, bro. Yeah. Yes, but when you're small and there's a thousand competitors, it's fucking ruthless. Yeah, like people don't give a fuck. People it's treat like shit. Yeah. They play by a different code. And what you have to understand is that different code is going to put them out of business at some point in time. That's so. real. Dope. All right, uh, our third and final question for you, Andy. So I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read this. So I, I'm looking to get my first big purchase vehicle. Okay, I've been working my ass off. My people are good, but how do I know if it's the right thing? Like, I still don't know if it's the right thing to do. Is this, do you think this is just an emotional purchase? Like, how do I, how do I handle this? When I got my first Lamborghini, bro, I was fucking, I was, uh, I didn't drive it for the first year in public. Like oh, nobody knew I had it. The only person who knew I had it was my brother and my dad. No one else knew no one. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, eventually um, someone saw a guy that works for us, saw, saw me driving it and was like, damn bro, when'd you get that? And I'm like a year ago, was a year ago. Why didn't you fucking tell anybody? Yeah. And this is a guy who worked for me and I, I was scared like, you know, it would piss everybody off or whatever. Yeah. But really what I found out was two things. One, uh, it inspired the fuck out of people because it showed them 
that we were winning um, and doing cool shit. And secondly, uh, it weeded out a lot of the fucking haters. Like I, I, we, we had a, when that phase of my life started where I started making some money and I started living a little bit bigger and I started accomplishing some of my personal goals, some people didn't want that in my company. And guess what? They, they weeded themselves out yep. and those people went a different direction and it, those people were filled back in with people who appreciate that kind of shit and who want it. And so, you know, I don't want to be surrounded by people who don't want fucking nice shit. Right. I don't want people in my company who don't want have big dreams. Now, you may not want a fucking Lamborghini or Ferrari or some shit, but maybe a nicer house or more money or fucking whatever. More money because you want to give it away. I don't care. Yeah. If you don't have fucking big ambitions, I don't motherfucking want you here. Right. And that's it. So once I understood that, which I learned that lesson from one of my friends who was an entrepreneur, and I said to him, I said, he, he had a, he drove a McLaren. And I said, hey, bro, like, do your fucking employees like hate that you do that? And he's like, well, let me ask you this. Do you want anybody working for you that hates that, I, that you drive a nice car? And that was really all I needed to hear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and after that, you know, story is a story. Like, if you don't, if you don't want to do that for your life, then fucking go do something else. We're yeah. trying to win over here, motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's how I look at it. So like for that person, I would say, um, you know, if you're taking care of your people, if you have a big seat, where it really gets people in trouble is when they're stale in their company growth. Okay, like if you're one of these, these business owners who is not aggressively trying to grow and create careers and create pathways for people to succeed and you're out, you know, you're basically not growing the company, you're out of the office all the time, you're buying nice shit, blah, blah. Basically, if you're a shitty fucking owner <laughs> with no responsibility or care for your people, they're going to fucking hate you for it. Yeah. Okay? But if you're actually out there committed, showing up every day, growing the company and you're showing people like, hey, I'm trying to create something fucking huge here so you can have a huge life here with us. That's a totally different thing. Mm. So uh, I think it's important. You know, you, if you're going to drive nice shit and be live that big life, you better be sure that you're creating the opportunity for that big life with the people who are in your organization. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's, that's my take on that. You know, as far as like affording it and shit, like how do you know when the time is? Um, it should be an irrelevant conversation for you. Like you, you mm. should be able to pay the money and not give a fuck. Like if you could pay for a fucking, your whatever car you want, your first cool car and not give a shit, then there you go. Green light. Yeah. But, when it, but the problem is when you're trying to get all these tricky ways to cover a fucking $1,800 a month payment or some shit, you know, that's where, that's where that, you know, it's no, no good. You're not there yet. Yeah. Keep working. Awesome, man. Well, fuck, man. That's three questions, man. That's three. So go pay the fee, guys. Yep. Pay the fee. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a pole, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, does a no, headshot, case closed, closed.